Welcome to the Christ Connection Podcast. We are here to help and encourage you to enjoy your adventure with Jesus. I'm your host, Kevin Senapati-Ratna. Let the journey begin. Another episode of the Christ Connection Podcast. My name is Kevin Sinapati Ratna, and I'm glad you could join us today. Today is going to be another great conversation that I think is going to help you in your walk with Jesus, which is what it's all about. That's why we're doing this. We want you to grow in your relationship with Jesus. If you are new to the Christ Connection Podcast, welcome. Um, feel free to subscribe and check us out at ChristConnection.cc where you can learn all about what we're about and what we're trying to do to help you grow in that relationship with Jesus. If you've been around for a while, could you do something for us? Would you be willing to uh, rate and review this podcast so that more people can find out about it, uh, something technology-wise? I guess that's how that works. So uh, that would be much appreciated. But uh, we don't want to take any more time because this is an errand run episode and we try to get that done in the amount of time it takes you to run an errand. And so uh, without further ado, my conversation with Jody Burnt. My guest today is Jody Burt. Uh, she is the author of several books, including the best-selling Praying the Scriptures series uh, for children, teens, adult children, and now the latest Praying the Scripture for Your Life. A uh, speaker and Bible teacher, Jody has been featured on programs like Focus on the Family, The 700 Club, and a host of popular podcasts. And she's written for media outlets such as uh, Fox News, Club 31 Women, and Proverbs 31 Daily Devotion. Uh, she and her husband, Robbie, have four adult children, and they live in Virginia Beach, uh, Virginia. Uh, find Jody's blogs, videos, and printable resources at jodyburnt.com, and follow her on Instagram at jody underscore burnt, that's B-E-R, N-D-T. Uh, Jody, welcome to the show. Wow. Thank you so much, Kevin, for that great introduction. I think you <laughs> hit it all. I'm glad to be with you. You try, you try to cover the bases a little yeah. bit there. <laughs> All right. Now, I always, since these are an errand run episode, I like to start off with an errand question. Uh, so if you are going out on an errand and you maybe stop at a gas station or something like that, and you're going to treat yourself to something. Is there some? Is there a go-to treat that you get yourself? Oh gosh, um, you know there kind of isn't. But if someone were getting me a treat, let's see, because my husband will often bring a coffee, and that is kind of my my favorite. I just I love a latte if I'm in the car. It just seems to make the car time go a little better. <laughs> it, it, it's a little pick you up there as you go along yeah yeah I was you, I, I was thrown by gas station because I don't go to the gas station all that often I was when I was picturing an errand I was picturing my trips to the post office which happen all the time uh, I love uh, thank you notes and personal letters are kind of my love language so I, I feel like <laughs> I'm in there a lot with stuff <laughs> Well, I was a I was a missionary kid for three years, and uh, 
when we were overseas getting letters from home uh, you know I back bet. then it was, it was two weeks before you'd you'd hear from people right. so <laughs> right right well sadly it kind of still is these days i felt like our poor post office folks have been overwhelmed <laughs> yeah. they have to have a little more packages than they used to back in the, right. the day right. yeah. uh, so uh, diving into your latest book is uh, praying the scriptures for your life and uh, you've written multiple books on praying the scriptures. Now, uh, for those who have been around the podcast for a while, I, about every third or fourth episode, I actually uh, will take a prayer time. Uh, that'll be the whole episode, and I will pray the scriptures. So it's great to have an expert on the subject here. Uh, thank you. I don't know. Expert's a lofty title. If you mean, do I pray a lot? I think I, I, you know, I do like to talk to God, but I am far from an expert. But I love knowing that you do that. That you have that prayer time and that you are familiar with praying the scriptures. Cause I do think for a lot of people, they hear that and they think, what on earth does that mean? And I know, you know, exactly what I'm talking about, that it is just letting the words we read in the scripture sort of shape our desires and give voice to our prayers because uh, nothing better than God's word, right? You know, we right. can say, God help me forgive that person who offended me, which is a great prayer. Or you can cloak it in the language of like in Ephesians 4 verse 32, you know, help me be kind and compassionate, forgiving others, just as in Christ you forgave me. And there's something about doing that, for me anyway, that feels like my prayers take on a new power, um, a new excitement. It makes scripture so much more alive for me when I'm using it as a dialogue with God and not just something I'm reading kind of as part of a one-way conversation. So um, I'm, I'm thrilled that that is something that you enjoy as well. And your listeners are probably familiar with. Hey, Annie, since you've been doing this for, uh, I mean, your first book came out a while ago on the subject, <laughs> you, you've been, you've been uh, and you've been teaching on it. Uh, is there anything that's kind of uh, shifted on how, how you do that over the years? Or is it kind of just uh, been this, you know, I mean, what, what does it look like now compared to before? Well, you know, um, only in terms of an increased understanding or intimacy or power of God's word, because I did write praying the scriptures for your children back in 2000 or 2001. And now the, those children were very young then. Now they're all grown up. A couple of them are married. Some are getting married this year. Um, so with the perspective of time of two decades, I can look back and see God's faithfulness and I can see how um, using scripture really did shape my desires so that I might have thought I wanted something. God might have had a better plan, as we know he so often does, right? Um, and then when I allowed his word to kind of create those longings and shape those in me, I might have been praying things that I had no idea. What is it, Ephesians 3? He always does more than we ask or imagine. And I can look back. And so nothing has changed other than my appreciation, maybe, for the fact that I might ask one thing but God's ways and his answers are always better and more encompassing. And when we partner with him through using scripture, um, I think we open the door and kind of unleash his provision, kind of giving him a, a runway that he can just go on down and do more than we ask or imagine. Well, I love that. Cause I mean, you really, when you're praying the scriptures, it's, there's a, there's a different 
or it feels on my end that there's a different level of power. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I mean, and, and that shouldn't be a surprise. I agree with you. It's, it's, I use the analogy of my prayers before I've started praying this way, you know, and I grew up in a Christian home and we did pray, you know, when somebody was sick, we prayed for God to heal them. When someone even had a spelling test, we'd pray for you know help on that as a child. So, so that was part and parcel of my growing up. But when I began to pray scripturally as an adult, I, I use the analogy, it's a little bit like I was using a screwdriver and turning the nail, you know, or the screw, turn, turn, turn. And then somebody handed me a power tool and I could just, you know, it just felt more effective and powerful. Now I'm sure God hears all of our prayers, those cloaked in scriptures and those not. But for me as the as the user say, um, I felt like it, it just came much more to life. So that was a, that was a treat. You're right. Now the latest book, you are emphasizing the abiding nature of, of scripture and, and abiding in his presence. And it, uh, you say that you talked about, uh, you weren't sure about the word abiding. Right, you, right. <laughs> uh, what, what, why was that? And then what does it come to mean to you? Well, that, that is actually a great question. Um, yeah, I, I felt like abiding was kind of an old fashioned word. And as a child, we used to go to these Christian camps and, you know, we would learn and sing these songs and they would be talking about abiding in the vine, abiding in the vine, love, joy, health, peace. He has made them mine, you know, all these different old songs. And my younger brother uh, was maybe four at the time and he had no idea what we were saying. So he was just singing along with us singing, I'm fighting in the barn, I'm fighting in the barn. <laughs> and I thought, you know, I, I know he's not right, but I can picture what fighting in the barn looks like where abiding in a vine just, it, that was a hard image for me as a, as a teenager. Um, and then as a young adult, it began to sound like a passive phrase. Like I am a person of, of purpose. I like productivity. I like making to-do lists. I like getting things done. And abiding just sounded like the kind of thing, um, like I'm a coffee person. I told you earlier, more than a tea person. And tea people, I felt like might want to abide because they seem more peaceful. And so, <laughs> so, so I just thought maybe that's not for me. But then the more I dug into John 15, where Jesus says, hey, if you abide in me, and some translations say remain, some translations say dwell, you know, and let my words remain in you. You can ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And then he goes on in verse eight there. And he says, this is to my father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. Well, I read that and I was like, okay, okay. This is not sitting around Christianity at all. This is productive, impactful, purposeful, fruit bearing Christianity. And I want in on that. And if in on that starts with remaining or abiding or whatever you want to call that, I'm open to that. And so I was like, buckle up. I'm here to abide. <laughs> <laughs> and so what, what, if you're trying to put in a nutshell now, what abiding means or look like, what would you, how would you, how would you describe that? Oh my gosh. That's another great question. And one that I spent about a year asking people, anybody who seemed uh, smarter or older or more well-read than I was, I would say, what do you think it means to abide? Um, and, you know, some of the greatest answers were given by people like Andrew Murray or Warren Wearsby, these authors who've gone before. But I came away with the sense that, you know, it's a decision we make to yield and surrender kind of on a daily basis. Yes, we are saved once for all, right? But that staying connected, he's not letting go of us. He's keeping us attached, but we can choose whether we want to remain and stay 
attached and stay connected to him in our thoughts and our prayers and our actions, or whether we want to go wander off, you know, the scriptures fall and our lives today are full of people who wander off. But I think that, you know, we don't need to worry about making abiding happen. You know, I spent a while thinking, okay, what if I get distracted? You know, what if uh, I have, uh, my kids have a bunch of homework and I got a lot of laundry, laundry and I'm not thinking about Jesus. Does that not mean that I'm not abiding? And, you know, the Apostle Paul puts it so beautifully, I think in Eugene Peterson's message translation, um, where he says, you know, I reached out for Christ and realized that he was so wondrously reaching for me. And we know that Jesus does reach for us first. He holds us attached, but he does give us the freedom to stay surrendered or to choose to surrender or not. Right. So I, I think that's what abiding comes down to. It's that daily decision, that that season by season decision to just say, you know, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to surrender to you. I want you to have your way in my thoughts, in my prayers, in my life. And, and that's what abiding looks like to me. Uh, I'll take it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. How would you answer? You, you speak, you, you, I would love oh, to. Know that's your a, I, I mean, it's a, because uh, I, I think it was, I, I gotta be honest. I I'm thinking a thought that I thought you wrote and now I'm like, it's not in my notes. And I'm like, did you say this? Or was it another book I'm reading on prayer right now? So you talk, or there's the idea of if you're staying at someone's house, uh, is that, uh, uh, you know, that's not me, but I love where you're going with it because that whole idea of dwelling and we dwell not just in a place, but in a person when we dwell in Jesus. But I would love to hear what or, the person said because they uh, sound smarter than I am. Because <laughs> uh, that's the problem when you read three books on, at yeah. the same time. But uh, <laughs> there were the idea that if you're, when you go to sleep at someone's house, you're still abiding whether you're conscious of it or not. Yes, uh, that's great. And yes. so, abiding is not an effort thing you're just being present there in that process so yes and i love that goes well with something that jennifer kennedy dean wrote about prayer um and she talked about how when we um are connected to christ when we are saved our mind can be functioning on many different um levels at once. And in fact, you know, we don't even need to be Christians for that to be, we could be thinking about picking up the dry cleaning while we're watching our child's soccer game, while we're, you know, maybe checking our phone. We, we function on many levels and it's the same with abiding and with prayer. We may be totally engrossed in a zoom call, a work meeting, and yet we're still abiding. We're still connected. There is a level at which the Holy Spirit in us is praying, is talking to the Lord, is maintaining that connection, even while we go about our days. So I, yeah, I like that dwelling and sleeping at someone's house. That's good. Hey, this one I know I got from your book. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you quote Elizabeth Elliot. Hey, if we really have too much to do, there are some items on the agenda that God did not put there. Uh, uh, can you talk about that tension? You kind of referenced it already where there's a, uh, you and me both are kind of the, we want to check something off the list to, right, to right. Uh, how that balances with the whole not <laughs> abiding. Yeah. Well, that, um, that quote probably came from the chapter on managing time. Well, it might've been also in the chapter in resting in God. I'm not sure which, but I love Elizabeth Elliot's writing. And um, I do agree. Like we can be very busy people Um but when God calls us to do something, he makes the way. He increases our capacity, even if there's not 
that many hours in the day. Or for example, I got COVID during a really important point of turning in the manuscript and I was in the bed for 11 days and they were not days that I thought I could spare. And so in my Jody way of time management, I would have said, God, you got to fix me tomorrow. You got to heal me. I got to get up. I got to feel better. I've got this due. You know, the marketing's happening. The publisher wants this. And it was like, God was saying, well, you know what I know? I know you need some rest and I'm keeping you in this bed and I will provide because my strength is made perfect in your weakness. And so he taught me again, and it's a lesson I'm sure I'll have to teach me again, that I can trust his timing. When he gives us a job, he equips us to do it. You know, what's that? Uh, he doesn't call the equip, he equips the called. And so, so that's part and parcel of that time management as well, that when you feel like you've got a schedule that God has uh, you know, crafted for you or a project, we, you can trust him to add to that time. I love that. Hey, now speaking of Elizabeth Elliot, uh, and you already mentioned Andrew Murray, and uh, you've said that you uh, have an, uh, you're a fan of dead authors. Uh, yes, that sounds, <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds so disrespectful. But what I mean by that, and, and you know, I'm sure your listeners have fans who've gone before, whether it's Eugene Peterson or C.S. Lewis or Andrew Murray or R.A. Torrey, you know, so many of them. Um, I feel like when an author's work has stood the test of time, you know, when it's been around 20, 30, 50, you know, in Andrew Murray's case, 100 years, it's not a fad. It's not some, you know, flash in the pan church movement. It is something that endures. And so I love the wisdom, again, not because they're dead, but because they've endured and people are still reading their works long later. And so um, that's why I say I do have, I'm a fan of dead authors. Do you have any favorite on the subject of prayer? Uh, I mean, I, well, Andrew Murray, but. Andrew Murray's one. I really do love Jennifer Kennedy Dean. She passed away two or three years ago, very suddenly, but she wrote a book called Live a Praying Life. And she wrote some other books as well. But anyone who is at all scientifically minded, which I am not, um, will appreciate her books because she makes prayer so incredibly practical by using um, some sort of science-based illustrations, experiments, how-tos, um, not talking at a 10,000 foot level, but really bringing it down to the nitty gritty. And so I really do love Jennifer Kennedy Dean on prayer. And I like Tim, what Tim Keller writes. Now he is alive and well, and uh, <laughs> and I hope for a long, long time, but he also, he wrote a book called Prayer um, that I've really benefited from as well. Very cool. All right. Now in this, in your, in your latest book, Praying this, the Scriptures for Your Life, I, you kind of walk people through an experience of prayer with each chapter uh, has a, I read, reflect, and response. Uh, And if someone was starting, so we encourage them to pick up the book and they read through it, they go through the experience. Well, wait, I just have to interrupt because your listeners can't see you, but y'all, you just have to picture Kevin is sitting here. He's got his book and I can see it on the camera. It is filled with sticky tabs and notes (laughs) and bended down. I love it. (laughs) I I win a prize, don't I? You do, you win a prize for most well-read, most prepared. (laughs) If if someone's, so they go through the process, what would be... after which i mean we recommend that but then after that and they want to start their own uh process of praying the scripture yes making yeah. it a habit uh, right. do you have kind of a, a you know 
runway for them of what that would look like? Yeah, thanks for asking that. The book um, is divided into 31 days with different topics. So if you're struggling with fear and worry, if you're struggling to love somebody who's hard to love, um, if you are feeling lonely and need friends, you know, just 31 different needs. But of course, not every need we face is covered in the book. So I do hope the book will help people um, know how to read some scripture, reflect on it and ask questions, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to show you this or that, and then to pray, responding in prayer using scripture. But what I would hope readers would take away is that idea that scripture is kind of God's end of a conversation with us. And when we are reading something, um, we can read it in the Bible and then pray that back. Like I was reading in Ezekiel this week, and God's telling Ezekiel to go and preach this message to the Israelites. And God's like, they might not listen to you, but you know, you preach it anyway. And I was reading that and I thought, you know what, Lord, help me be faithful. Even if people are rejecting your message, um, you know, even if I feel like I'm surrounded by people who aren't buying what I'm selling, you know, whatever it is, let me just honor you and be faithful to that. Or even in, I was reading in Acts as well, where all these persecuted early Christians just kept getting thrown in prison and coming out and doing it again. And so I'm, so I'm reading about this, but as I'm reading it, I'm saying, Lord, give me a faith that's strong. Help me to respond to persecution um, with joy like these people did, to trust you. And, and so that's what I mean when I say praying the scriptures, that as we read, we personalize it in our own lives, or maybe we're praying for someone else. You know, this is the book called Praying the Scriptures for Your Life, because I really felt like God said to me, hey, it's okay to ask me for stuff in your life. For a while, I was a little bit like, no, that feels selfish. You've got, you know, world hunger and and my neighbor's marriage is falling apart and these other things that are real issues. But I think God does invite us to come to him, just like we want our kids, right, to come to us with all of their needs. So this one is about your life. But heck, you can take these same principles and pray them for those global issues, for those issues in your church, in your neighborhood. Um, you know, praying the scriptures works for any need, right? Absolutely. No, that's the... Uh... Uh, and I'm, I may have mentioned this on the podcast before, but uh, for me, when I was 13 years old, uh, I started kind of this journey of prayer and uh, going through as a teenager, uh, praying the scripture was so powerful because mm -hmm. it gave words when you, when you're a teenager and you don't know what end is up half the time. Right. <laughs> and you know, you say teenager, but I'm telling you, I speak all over the country and I meet people who've been in the church 70 years, you know, or even people who are brand new to Christ, either one. And both ends of that sort of season spectrum will tell me, I struggle with prayer. I'm not really sure how to do it. I feel like it's something the minister does really well, but I'm just a, a regular person. H how do I do it? How do I talk to God? And just to your point, when we can't find the words, boy, scripture is a great template to follow. It gives you, yeah, gives you a, kind of those on-ramps to, to conversation. Right. Uh, uh, a couple of quick things and then we'll, because people may be at the checkout line on their errand run here uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> or getting back in their car to go home. Uh, yeah, one of the things I like to do uh, 
on this since uh, there's a saying that prayer is the most talked about and least practiced discipline in, in the Christian experience. Uh, I like to actually pray on the show. And uh, the way we do it here is I ask you if you have any, uh, if there's anything that the audience can pray for you, uh, and then I'm going to pray. And then we have one other question before we wrap up. Wow. What a lovely invitation. Thank you. And yes, indeed. Um, can I have two? One is yes. the book does launch. <laughs> the book releases June 8th, but even more than that on my heart right now, my daughter gets married June 19th. And um, anybody who's ever married off a kid knows that your heart is full, your to-do list is full. And uh, just for all of those details, I would love your listeners to lift up our family. Her name is Virginia. And, I, and we may have to, I may have to circle back with you. I have a f- uh, 14 year old. So when I, when she gets to that point, I'm going to be calling you for all the, <laughs> all the help that I'm yes, going to need to, yes. uh, I'll be, I'll be uh, in a puddle somewhere. I'm sure. Uh, uh, yep, <laughs> yep, you are. All right. Let's pray. Lord, I thank, thank you. you for, for Jody and uh, her book. That's such going to be a blessing to the body of Christ. I pray that it truly would be that, uh, that so many would uh, encounter it and find their own on-ramp to conversation with you that they would enjoy your company because that's what uh, we really want is to be with you and as she said abide with you and we uh, pray now also for this uh, wedding that's coming up we pray for Virginia and all the details uh, I pray that there would as your word has said a peace that passes all understanding to guard everyone's mm-hmm. heart and mind in Christ Jesus that that would uh, be the way that they would uh, go about these next few weeks and it would be a glorious and wonderful celebration we thank you in your name amen thank you jesus thank you kevin that's beautiful and uh, again the book's called praying the scripture for your life uh, 31 days of abiding in your presence uh, and the website is jody burnt and it's b-r-n-d-t.com i suppose jody we should say too is g-o-j-o-d-i-e uh, since i uh, uh, any final ask any uh, other things you'd like people to know about the book or any uh, uh, final closing shot that you like? Oh, thank you thank you so much I love connecting with uh, listeners with readers folks can find me at jodyburnt.com or as you said on Instagram and um, you know I, I love hearing people's stories and, and praying for them so feel free to reach out and um, it's just a treat thank you Lord bless you all right well thanks for being on the show today I appreciate it. Well, there you have it. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. And uh, if you're looking for the show notes, you can find them over at ChristConnection.cc and click on podcast. Again, that's ChristConnection.cc and podcast. And then uh, Jody's episode will be listed there. And uh, you can find the show notes. Uh, and before you go today, don't forget to subscribe, rate, review. Uh, we're here to help you grow in your relationship with Jesus and the people around you. And so uh, maybe share it with a friend that would be helpful as as well. So until next time, I thank you for listening. May God bless you and keep you and make his face shine upon you.